Hi everyone, welcome back. My name is Alex Romero and today as always we are going to be talking about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder in children and today is going to be kind of like last week's episode where we talk about a specific um, topic that's directly related to post-traumatic stress disorder. So last week we spoke about uh, PTSD and substance abuse disorder And today we're going to be talking about PTSD and suicide. So it is a little triggering. This is a trigger warning. We are going to be talking about suicide risk and um, childhood trauma and all of that. So if that's okay with you, then keep listening. I hope you enjoy. So I wanted to start off by saying that um, people this day and age are increasingly more exposed to potentially traumatic events. It's actually estimated that the prevalence of exposure to um, stressors is between 57 and 89.6 percent so that's very high so we're seeing an exponential growth in the amount of um, trauma and stressors and traumatic events that are happening in this day and age Um, now that's a whole another topic that we can get into another day about society and the fact that we have so much more potentially traumatic events that are going on but it is important to note that What's interesting is, so just really quickly, PTSD um, is developed after exposure to a traumatic event, and it's characterized by these set of symptoms that are usually like high levels of anxiety, avoidant behaviors, moments of revival, and instability in uh, social and family relationships. So the DSM-5 actually came out with an entire new chapter on trauma and stress-related disorders, including PTSD, and it basically is... Uh, states that PTSD can lead to the development of risk behaviors, including suicide attempts. And on top of that, uh, data that was collected from the National Comorbidity uh, Survey indicated actually that people with PTSD are six times more likely to attempt suicide when compared to healthy controls, and that PTSD is the anxiety disorder that is most strongly associated with suicide. And just a little side note, um, a history of physical and sexual abuse, neglect and rejection is usually highly associated with suicide. And that's relevant in, um, that's relevant information because the individual's experience in terms of mental health, in addition to like the presence of childhood trauma appears to be the greatest risk, risk factor for the development of PTSD. All right, so there was a cross-sectional study that was conducted between July 2012 and July 2015. Um, it was composed of a convenience sample, um, which was a bunch of individuals that were evaluated at a mental health research outpatient clinic, and all of these individuals met the criteria for uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. All 917 of these individuals were aged anywhere between 18 and 60 years old, and they were able to understand that the instruments that were applied were included. Participants were also recruited through the advertising of the study in the local media, and they were referred by mental health services and other surveys that identified mental health demand in their participants. So... What they did basically was there was a questionnaire that was used to obtain uh, socioeconomic information and current and past clinical characteristics. So things like gender, age, education, um, suicide attempts in family and things like that. And uh, these were all used to evaluate the economic class of these said participants. 
and the scale was based on the accumulation of the material goods and the education level of the family, the head of the family. Um, so basically they were characterizing or categorizing, excuse me, people, um, they were categorizing them by socioeconomic class. So from higher to lower, and they were using letters A through E. So they used a couple of different things. They used uh, what's called the mini and the mini plus, as well as the childhood trauma questionnaire. So the mini evaluates suicide risk in it with three questions, which are aimed at assessing intent, planning, and previous attempts. And they each receive a point for um, risk. And the childhood trauma questionnaire was used to investigate the presence of any childhood trauma, obviously. And <clears throat> the the CTQ is a self-reported inventory as well, but it's composed of 28 items that are used to screen for physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, sexual abuse, and emotional neglect as well. So out of those 917 individuals that were evaluated, 55 fulfilled completely the criteria for a PTSD diagnosis. And within that, most of them were females and had at least nine years of um, education, but they were also part of a lower economic status. And there is no history of suicide attempts in the family. Now, even though there's no history of suicide attempts in the family, the prevalence of suicide risk was actually about 63.6%. So that would mean that N would equal about 35. So what that means is that no significant associations were found between suicide risk and age, gender, or education. But within the participants who were not living with their partner, they actually tend to show a higher proportion of suicide risk than those who were living with someone else. About 50 of those 55 individuals answered on the childhood trauma questionnaire that they did have experiences of childhood trauma. However, there was no statistically significant difference between the CTQ scores in the groups of individuals with and without suicide risk. But emotional neglect and emotional abuse scores showed a tendency to be higher in the suicide risk group. So there are other studies that have shown that childhood trauma is a risk factor for psychopathology, including suicidal behavior, but consistent samples or studies really have not been done. Um, this was just one of the ones that I found. It didn't really give me the answer that I was expecting, um, but basically the main finding was just that the high prevalence of suicide risk in patients with PTSD is in fact significant i guess it's not statistically significant but it does show that professionals should be more alert and be more um they should be able to see suicide symptoms when evaluating and planning for treatment of these individuals that are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. So I don't know if maybe the implementation of like a formal assessment of like history of trauma and suicide risk would be helpful or like a formal mental health care program that includes suicidal behaviors. But either way, I just feel like at this point, um, People that have PTSD, like I said before, they are six times more likely 
uh, to have suicidal behaviors. And so uh, I think that at this point, they're starting to become pretty synonymous with each other, PTSD and suicide. So we definitely need to figure out a way to treat both together and at the same time.